You know, when I was going, when I was growing up and I went to Sunday school on Sunday mornings, the Sunday school teacher would teach us a little song. And I remember this when we did vacation Bible school, too. We used to hear sing this song. And it would go something, it's a simple little song, and it goes something to this effect. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Now, that latter part I just said could easily apply in this case. So I'm going to get right to it. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen the video, so you already know where I'm going with this. But for those of y'all who have not yet seen it, I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to do like a review of that video. Okay, I'm not going to give these two children the pleasure of playing their video for you to hear because... To me, I don't think they're worth the additional um, drama that comes with it. Because, believe me, they've already got enough drama to play with as it is, and they can't handle it. But, let me go ahead and take you to the scene. We're in Carrollton, Georgia, by the way. And we got two children. Yeah, they're high school students. They're almost adults, but I call them children because they did not do the adult thing in this case. And I'm talking about... 17-year-old Stephanie Freeman and her Neanderthal-looking boyfriend, Jeffrey Hume. Now, these two children decided to create a TikTok video, and it went mondo viral for all the wrong reasons. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you exactly what it is. Again, if you've not seen the video, I'm not going to play it for you because I've seen it several times, and the more I see it, the more frustrated I get. But the truth of the matter is, I believe this could be a very simple teaching moment, and we can all learn something from this lesson. You know, the old saying is true. You can learn a lot from a dummy, in this case, too. But for those of y'all who have not seen the video, let me give you a brief preview of the video. The video is taking place in somebody's house. I don't know whether it's hers or his, doesn't matter, but they go in the bathroom. And Stephanie decided to say, today, we're going to make the N-word. And then they have these cups with these slips of paper under it. Now, again, being the kind of ex uh, experimental dog that I am, I'm going to go ahead and break down each of those slips of paper. Okay, the first one they did was black. Okay. Let me say this, you know, I can speak on my own experience and I've been blessed to see 49 years of living and I'd have been some in good spots and some bad ones and some in between spots. I'd have been in I'd have ate at great tables and I'd have ate at tables where I should never have been. You know, I've been in some cold and dark places in my life and I've been in some great places in my life. But one thing I've learned over the course of this time in 49 years I have learned over time to be proud of who I am, you know, and what I am is unapologetically a black man. Now, granted, I will say this in the United, at least in the United States, at least being a black man is the toughest job anybody could take. You know, it's not, I mean, being a black man is not for punks. It's not for sissies. It's not for people whose feelings are easily hurt because I can guarantee if you're a black man, all those things apply. You know, but, you know, I am a black man, a proud black man. I have no hatred for any other race of people. But I do not want to be anything else. 
Because everybody say, well, it's an advantage of being other races, but a lot of people got their own problems. You know, you think you think you got problems. Trust me. They just not telling you they got problems, too. So one thing I can say that I am unapologetically a black man and there's no other person that I would rather be. You know, God made me special. God gave me this dark skin for a purpose. You know, if he thought I couldn't handle being a a dark skinned man, he would have made me a lighter skinned man. He'd have made me an Asian guy. He would have made me a Jewish guy. He would have made me a white guy. But he made me black because it's a purpose and it's a beautiful purpose. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I have no shame anymore of being a black man. You know? So we can eliminate that part. Now, the next one it says, don't have a dad. Now, I can honestly say that for the first 11 years of my life, I've had a father. You know, my father worked was a hard working man and he was willing and did everything for his children. You know what I'm saying? He worked hard. You know, he would be in, he would leave from when the sun go before the sun come up, come home sometimes when the sun come down, you know, but he cared for us. He loved us. You know what I'm saying? Um, would would do anything for us, but you, that's one thing I can tell you. We, I mean, I grew up in the James Evans era. You know what I'm saying? You know, you didn't cross him. You know, you did not cross the line because he'll make you pay for it. You know, so you know, I love my father and I miss my father. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, in the times when I was growing up as a preteen and a teen, that was the time I needed my father. But my father passed away from cancer when I was 11 years old. Okay. You know, my father wasn't didn't roam the streets and sell dope and all this other stuff. My father, we didn't live in big mansions and none of that debt, but we weren't we never starved to death. You know, we always had a roof off our head. We always had food on our in in our tummy. We always had clothes on our backs. You know, we didn't always have the most fancy toys all the time, but we were we were we were a happy family. You know what I'm saying? And you know, sad to say, we live in a, in a, a fatherless generation these days. And there's probably not a race of people out there that does not have at least one family that's dealing with single parent single parenthood. It affects everybody of every race, every color, every creed. But for some strange reason, it seems like black folks have been affected worse with the single parenthood thing than any other group of people. And yes, a lot of we live like I said, we live in a fatherless generation. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it. You know, I commend any woman who's out there raising children by herself, especially sons. Okay? I know it's hard to raise a little girl these days, but boys especially. Okay? But it takes a man to teach a boy how to be a man. A woman can't teach a boy how to be a man. A woman can show her what a man should be like or wants to be like or deserves to be like, but she can't do that stuff. That It takes a man to do that. And if there is no man, no mature man, no real man to teach a boy how to be a man, then guess where he's going to get his manhood from? Ain't but two ways he's going to get it. He's going to get it off the streets or he's going to get it from his peers. And neither is a good place. But that's been the black community for years. We have a whole generation of fatherless kids that are raising another generation of fatherless children. Because these kids ain't had no daddy. They don't know how to raise no kid. They don't know how to raise a kid. 
They've been hanging around females all day. They've been raised by their mama, their grandmama, their auntie, their they sisters, their cousins. They don't, they, they, only men come around at the time when they went, when they mamas want to have sex. Or when it's the first of the month. You know, that's what, usually the time they show up. Or when tax season come around. You know what I'm saying? That's the only time they, you see a man. It ain't, and it ain't always ain't your daddy. Now, I mean, the statistics are the statistics, so I can't knock that, okay? We know that at least 90% of white families, 90% of Hispanic families, and almost 100% of Asian families are run by dual parents, whereas 85 to 90% of African-American parent uh, families are single-parent households, and most of them are the mother, okay? And like I said, I said it, I'll say it again, mama can try, but mama can't teach a boy how to be a man. It takes a man to do that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, and then you have, you when, when you've been raised around females all the time, they don't know how to react and act to things like a man does because they ain't, they, they ain't been taught. So, of course, you got these men bringing children in the world. They don't know how to raise a kid because they ain't been raised right. So the cycle just continues on and on and on and on. So, yeah, okay, yes, there's some truth to that. But who are you to make that judgment? Okay. Now let's look to the other one. Eat watermelon and fried chicken. Look at the pot calling the kettle black. Last time I checked, Georgia's in the south. Just like Texas, where I'm from, is in the south. Louisiana's in the south. Florida's in the south. Arkansas. Missouri. Uh, let's see. Kentucky. Tennessee. Mississippi. Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, all that's the South. And everybody eat fried chicken and watermelon. Everybody. It ain't just a black thing. This, I mean, black folks ain't got the monopoly on fried chicken and watermelon. Why you eat? You got canes. You got Bojangles. You got Cracker Barrel. I mean, you know, so miss me there. You know, I see more. You go to Popeye's on a Tuesday. I see more white people in there than black people. So, we ain't got the monopoly on the fried chicken market. Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? Canes. You know what I'm saying? Popeyes. Churches. I can go on and on and on and on and on and on. Everybody eats fried chicken. You know, black people eat fried chicken, yes. White people eat fried chicken. Asian people eat fried chicken. Uh, Hispanics eat fried chicken. We ain't got the monopoly on that. You need to stop that. That's a lie. You can miss me with that. That tell me you're ignorant. You know what I'm saying? You would think that black people had the corner of the market on soul food. Now, that ain't the case. More white people eat chitlins and pigs feeding hog malls in the South than anywhere else. Why do you think it costs so damn much? All right, enough with that one. Let's go to the next one. Make good choices. Again, look at the pot calling the kettle black. Because if you were making, if y'all had cornered the monopoly on good choices, this video would never have existed. You know, you think? So, I think that makes y'all, two of both of y'all, a bunch of, both of y'all hypocrites, as far as I'm concerned. Because if y'all made good choices, or if y'all knew about how to make good choices, then why would you make this video? This wasn't exactly your best choice to make today. I'm pretty sure there were other better choices you could have done that day. 
you know, like Kiss a Hog, maybe. This wasn't your best choice. So I'm not even going to entertain that part. All right, here's the next one. Raw people. And then here comes Mr. Neanderthal, especially white people. Hmm. Again, last time I checked, black folks ain't got the mark, market cornered on robberies either. Uh, and I was going to have a response to this one, but I just feel like I need not to, just to be quiet on that one because I could say the wrong thing and offend a whole lot of people. But, you know, unfortunately, we don't have the market cornered on robberies. You know, everybody robbing and stealing and killing the day's days, especially with this coronavirus stuff. And then the last one, go to jail. And they poured a whole lot of water on this one. Now, let me ask these two Neanderthals a question. I wish I could ask them this question. Okay, since you say that all black people go to jail, Mr. Uh, Smarty Pants, how do you think we started going? We didn't just volunteer ourselves to go to prison. How do you think how, how do you think that happened? Now I could spend the next two, three hours talking about that. I'm not gonna waste your time on it. But I'm gonna I will say this. The reason why the penitentiary is full of black people has a lot to do with you, with, with people like you. Racist, ignorant, evil people. That think that they're superior over everybody else. It's people like you that sends people like me and others to the penitentiary. After we get through pimp slapping you and knocking you on the ground on your face and letting you look, feel, look like, a, like a jackass in front of your friends. You guys are the reason why we go to prison. Because of ignorant stuff and ignorant statements like this. You know what I'm saying? And so, for the sake of my own sanity... And, you know, trying to stay as clean as possible in time, I'm not going to go entertain that either. Because I could spend another two hours talking about the reasons why more black people go to jail than white people. And they all have to do with white people. But anyway. After that video went viral, TikTok reported the video. Apparently, um... One of the students snitched on them. Her name was Lauren. She said that, that what they do, it's a problem at that school. There's apparently a problem. Well, the school board decided to suspend the two, two clowns. They don't get to graduate this year. You know what I'm saying? They would. They don't get to graduate. They don't get to walk across the stage with their class. They get their diplomas. I'm pretty sure they get their diplomas, but they ain't going to go to the stage and get it. They told their schools. They found out that this young woman was trying to apply to college. Now everybody, and now then she decides she want to do some damage control. Talking about that she's, you know, she's genuinely sorry for what she did. That she believed that, you know, first thing, here's the first reason. Here's the thing which makes, I don't, makes me not believe your apology. The first thing you said was, it was because of my boyfriend. Okay. You blaming your boyfriend for this video, but you did 90% of the talking. But he's the reason why you did it. It's his fault. That's what makes me question your apology. That what makes That's what makes me question your sincerity. You put all the blame on him, but you did 95% of the talking. Then you made another dumb, ignorant statement. I believe that black people are created in the image of Christ. 
Well, thank you very much, Miss Stephanie Freeman. I feel so much better to know that we were created in God's image and we weren't created in the image of a monkey. Thank you, Miss Freeman. I really appreciate you saying that. I feel so much better now. I don't feel like George of the Jungle now. I feel so much better now. Now she's whining and complaining because she didn't got a whole bunch of death threats that all her schools got called and chances are she may not be going to anybody's college because they're not going to want that kind of heat on them. Of course, her boyfriend, uh, Jeffrey Hume ain't said a, ain't said a mumbling word. His, uh, he's a, a wrestler in high school. He can't, he tried to apply for a wrestling school. They had to turn him away. But like I said, this is a teachable moment here. If you, so here's my challenge to you, Miss Freeman. Okay. And to you, Jeffrey Hume, I'm going to go ahead and put a challenge on you on both of y'all. If you are truly sincere about your apology and you feel like all black people are created in image Christ, if you really, truly, truly believe that. Here's my challenge to y'all. You live in Georgia. Why don't you go to Atlanta? Tell your parents, since I'm pretty sure you still stay with them, go tell your parents that you want to take a trip to Atlanta, Georgia. And go to the Civil Rights Museum. They got a Civil Rights Museum. They got one there and they got one in, in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Better yet, go to the memorial of Martin Luther King Jr. And I want you to go there. Bring some flowers with you. And put, that, put some flowers there. I want you to go and see what your people did to our people over the years. The lynchings, the beatings, the rapes. The police brutality over the years. If you truly are sincere in what you're saying, do that. If if going to Atlanta is too much for you, I'll even give you a better one. I'll even give you a better challenge. I want you to go to www.uncf.org. Again, that's www.uncf.org. That is the website to the United Negro College Fund. That is an organization that was designed to help deserving student, black students attend historically black colleges and universities. And there are two, actually, believe it or not, there's four near you. There are actually four universities close to you. You got Spelman, you got Morris Brown, you got Morehouse. I forgot what the other one was, but I know those three are there. I know Spelman is a women's college. I know that Morehouse is a primarily men's school. And then you got Morris Brown. You know, in my home state, you got TSU and Prairie View A&M. If you're sincere and you believe that black people are created in the image of Christ and you really want to show your genuine repentance, why don't you take some of your little graduation money? Because I'm pretty sure you got some. Or your little work money. And I want you to make a generous donation to the United Negro College Fund. Okay? You and Jeffrey. Take your take put your money, put your money where your apology is. I want you to go to your local convenience store, go to your local supermarket, get you a money order, write it out to the United to the UNCF. And be generous. You know, you don't have to put up four or five hundred bucks. Twenty-five will do. Fifty will do. It'll go a long way in helping a young, deserving black student 
get his education, his or her education, and they become a better productive member of society. If you if you truly are sincere, do that. I'll even give you a better chance than that. You got there's a I'm pretty sure where you stay, there are black churches. I want you to start going to a local black church. You go, both of y'all go. There's a black church near you. Go down there and I want you to attend the service. I want you to listen to the preacher preach. And I want you to go down there and I want you to genuinely give your life to the one that created you and you and me and everybody else. And be genuine about it. Now, I gave you three challenges. If you ain't willing to do any one of those, then you can miss me with your apology. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen your kind before. And, you know, it, it's probably not that hard to figure out where you got it from. Because I'm pretty sure there's somebody in your family that's just as racist as you are, if not more so. You want to point all the thing, point the fingers at your boyfriend. You want to put your boyfriend under the bus. If you truly genuine about your apology, Miss Stephanie, you need to put your big girl panties on and own up to what you did. That's what you should do. I'll respect you more if you do that. I I won't. I don't have no hatred for you, but I will respect you a whole lot more if you own up to what you did. You gonna put your boyfriend under the bus, but you did ninety percent of the talking. You know, like he could force you to be right. He couldn't force he couldn't force something out of you that ain't in you already. Have you thought about that, Stephanie? If it wasn't already in you already, he couldn't force it out of you. Alright, since you want to put your boy your boyfriend Jeffrey under the bus, I'll say that. You if Jeffrey can't force it out of you if it's all if it wasn't already there in you. Like I said, I will respect you a whole lot more if you were honest. You need to really consider if you have you truly repented. I'm not I'm not here to question your repentance. But let your actions prove and show that you truly are sorry for what you've done. Like I said, this is a very teachable moment, ladies and gentlemen. We can learn a lot from these two. We can learn that that some things you just don't say. You know what I'm saying? We need to understand one thing and, and always remember this. A bullet can't kill nobody as long as the gun's on safety. An arrow can't hurt nobody. Can't hurt no one as long as it's in the quiver. But when that string is, when that bow is pulled back, when that trigger's pulled, that projectile's going somewhere. And it may not be going in the direction you want it to go in. And it may end up producing a casualty that you weren't intended to produce. Think about that. No more talk.